Welcome to Working Dog Radio. Broadcasting the bite. All right, let's talk about training. Uh, we're going to be at HITS in Scottsdale, Arizona this year, 2020, August 18th through the 21st. Eric and I are actually going to be instructing. Uh, so head over to HITS K9, letter K number nine dot net. Get signed up. Don't wait till the last minute like I know all of you people do. Head over and get signed up now before the prices increase. RayAllen.com. If you own a dog, train dogs of any sort, pet dogs, working dogs, any dog you could have, RayAllen.com, one-stop shop for anything you need. Stick around during the podcast. Listen for the discount codes, RayAllen.com, best in the business. Yeah, one of our favorite partners who signed on for the rest of this year is Dogtra. Uh, excellent remote collars and the ball trainer. I got like four of those things at the kennel. They're awesome. Popper and a dropper. I've got the Pro and the first version. Um, and one of my favorites is the 1900S. Head over to Dogtra.com and check out everything they got. And then listen in the, in the middle of the episode for the discount code. If you want a great dog, great training, and want to go hang out in Florida and do all that, especially in the wintertime, our great friends at Southern Coast Canine, uh, they're amazing down there. They've been doing it a long time. they got single-purpose, dual-purpose trainer schools, handler schools, admin schools down in the Daytona, Florida area, southerncoastcanine.com. And one of our favorite 501s is the guys from Georgia Canine Foundation. After dogs retire, there's a lot of associated costs, and the departments generally don't cover those. It's on the handler to, to cover that. Those guys at the Georgia Police Canine Foundation take care of those dogs post-retirement. Head over to the website, check it out, buy some T-shirts, donate some money, and take care of the dogs after they get done working. So if you uh, want a kennel, you want to be in a kennel business or you have one you need to expand, horizonstructures.com is amazing. They will show up at your place, prefab, pre-built kennel, plug it into your sewer, into your water, into your power, on your property, drop it, hook up, put dogs in it that day. It's amazing, horizonstructures.com. Okay, we are back, Working Dog Radio, broadcasting the bite. I am Ted Summers, and with me, as always, is Eric Stanbro. Eric, what have you been doing? Uh, i got a handler school going on. Um, got uh, Like I said before, I only got one guy in the handler school. but uh, So he works his dog, and then he puts him up, and then he goes gets dogs out of my truck from my kennel and works them, too. So Free labor. he's getting triple leash time, <laughs> and my yes. dogs get worked. You know what I mean? And, That's the um, best. <laughs> right? It's going pretty good. Today Today was weird, man. It was uh, 60 degrees. It's January. 60 yeah. degrees, but it rained all day. It's going to be 65 tomorrow, raining, and then, of course, probably snowmageddon or some shit on, like, well, Sunday. Well, and for everybody so. listening, if we have some weird audio, I apologize because uh, Tulsa right now, uh, we are having torrential downpours. We've had tornadoes this morning, uh, this afternoon, and it's 65 degrees. But by the time I wake up in the morning, there'll be three inches of snow on the ground. So, um, welcome to Oklahoma, <laughs> man. So yeah, that's, uh, it's going to be, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, thankfully it's on the weekend. We don't really have anything going on. Um, we finished up, uh, I got another trainer school here starting here pretty quick, uh, with one of our uh, mutual friends that we know has been in decoy at HRD. Uh, Travis is going to be going through our uh, trainer's course. He's going to be with her for like Sweet. 20. I think he's going to be with me for 20 weeks. 
So he's going to be here for a minute. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. We've got one going on now and one finished last Friday. So we've been rolling those things through. Well, I, I forgot something. Oh, yeah. You, you said something about school. I just remembered something. Tra Trav is a good dude, by the way. He'll, he'll do really good. Plus, he's yeah. a behemoth of a human being. So you should oh, yeah, just be able to throw 900 yeah, dogs at him. Yeah, he's a big, dumb. Yeah, he's a big dude. <laughs> mm -hmm. But so I decided... Um, to invest a little bit more back into the the Van S canine, the, you know, the, the police canine side of the business. I had been doing, I mean, working it with no problem, but focusing so much on the pets and the daycare, getting all that stuff going. And um, ended up losing out on a couple of decent sized contracts because I wasn't big enough. Um, right. So I am probably March 1st moving into a 14,000 square foot training facility it is all hallways and rooms, um, huge classroom, bunch of, there's 40, I counted 45 rooms in there, Dang. uh, heat, air, bathroom, um, that's in Canton, pretty much in downtown. Um, so I can do SWAT tactical stuff, uh, all, any detection thing I want to do, any training I want to do, pets or police. Um, it's got a kitchen so I can, you know, have nice. fucking lunch there and shit and, um, bathrooms at work and all that other stuff. But, uh, I still got to, I still got to, uh, I'll have the kennel closer to my house. So I'm in the hunt for a bigger place. I need, the reason why I lost the, the bid was I didn't have enough dogs. I need, right. um, a bigger kennel, more dogs. So I got to find a bigger space, but, uh, so I'll be broke as shit for a while, but, uh, I wouldn't have it any other way, I guess. Yeah. Um, so the episode tonight was kind of one that we um, started working on at the last hits um, in Chicago. And it took a while to get everybody on the same page and on the same schedule. One of the things that um, you and I talk about all the time, and we see a lot of comments about um, on the d working dogs, especially on the dual purpose dog side, is um, teeth. Um, it's one of those things like, I don't know, how, how many dogs from Canton or from the PKN have had caps or root canals or whatever? A lot. Uh, we've had, you know, several through. I mean, you have 38 dogs in the unit, so it happens. Right. Um, you know, and we'll get into it with our guests, but right. the, the type of bite work that we do, it's not, right. it's not easy on their mouth. No, so and that's one thing uh, that, you know. And that, a lot that of problems I, come from it. Yeah, that's one thing that I harp on, too, when we talk about proper grip and proper, you know, biting mechanics and everything else and why it matters. Well, this is why. In fact, one of my personal dogs had to have a canine removed today. Um, in fact, I just got back here to record this back from the vet with him. So uh, it happens. So with us uh, from Elite Science are um, Olivier and James. Guys, how are you? Hi there. Good. Thanks, Thanks for inviting us. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so why don't we start a little bit with kind of like, you know, we'll start with you, Olivier, like who you are, you know, what we're going to be talking about, you know, what Elite Science is, and then we'll do the same thing with James. Sounds like a plan. Well, I'm Olivier. I'm the uh, co-founder of Elite Science. We're, we're known as OneTDC.com. And we've, uh, we've had kind of a really simple vision with our company is we wanted to have a product um, that really makes a difference for the canines as an overall health. And in the development, what we really realized is one of the huge opportunities is there was nothing for it, the dental aspect of it or the oral health. So that was kind of the mission of our company. And that's it came the creation of, of one TDC, which is used a lot in the uh, the canine sports environment. And working dogs is kind of an it became kind of a natural evolution for us to really help 
the mouths of those uh, of those fighters, of those you know those warriors that are out there. And we wanted to have a huge contribution. So Hits was the first place that we went to, and we had a wonderful time there. So we're so glad to uh, to connect with you guys. So that, in a nutshell, that's what we're about. We want to help those uh, officers feel the absolute best, all those working dogs that are in the field. Uh, so give us a little bit of your background, um, you know, how we ended up here um, with this company and, you know, yeah. kind of so how we're going to be moving forward through this conversation. Yeah, sure. So my background originally was actually, believe it or not, it was more into management. and But health has always been a passion. So when I had the opportunity of creating this company, I was looking for really unique products that were different than what's out there. Because there's a lot of products, especially when it comes to the world of supplements. So we wanted to have something different. And like I mentioned to you, dentistry became something that was a huge opportunity. So through that journey in, in the creation of bringing the one TDC product, yeah, so originally when we brought the product in and we really wanted to have it tested, we came across James actually at a at a veterinary dental conference. Believe it, there's, there's such a thing where veterinary dentists get together and, and veterinarians to learn. And we basically presented the product to James, who was very skeptical at first. There's been a lot of promises to be able to help dogs with their mouths and a lot of disappointments for the veterinarians and the dentist. So James was very gracious. He actually did a double-blind study on our product. Uh, while in the back of his mind wondering if it was really going to do anything, he was going to prove to us it actually didn't work. But through his uh, great study, he really demonstrated how, how great it worked. And he's been working and helping us ever since, uh, doing clinical research and, uh, and teaching veterinarians how to help the dog's mouth be a lot healthier. Excellent. So with that, uh, we also have um, James Anthony. James, how are you? Yes, I'm great. Thanks for inviting us over to talk to you. Absolutely. So um, Olivier kind of went a bit over a little bit about Elite Science and 1TDC. Um, so give us a little bit about, because uh, you're a veterinary dentist, which Correct. I didn't, I mean, oh. I, <laughs> talk about, how, like you can talk about how long it took to go to school or whatever, but I mean, I didn't realize that there was like such a thing, like, you know, Olivier just said, you know, imagine a dental conference for vets. So, yeah. Well, I mean, they weren't uh, around for uh, many years. And uh, when I first started uh, doing dentistry, basically there was nobody teaching dentistry or doing any dentistry. So I, I was one of the pioneers in the field. And uh, that's back, oh, almost 40 years ago now. And uh, basically my education on dentistry and animals is self-taught. And so there were no schools at the time for that. Uh, basically, I was auditing human dental uh, courses and whatnot, and my mentors were human dentists, and uh, I applied it to animals. And so grassroots development, and uh, a lot of my colleagues had similar experiences, and we eventually started educating and getting uh, colleges started and getting uh, more of a formal teaching program going. And now we have residency programs throughout the world. Uh, there's about almost 220 uh, members now worldwide. So it's still a, a, a small club, uh, but uh, it's growing and doing very well. But uh, most importantly is the education of the regular veterinarian on the basics of dentistry and how they can really make a huge influence on the health and well-being of all dogs and, and animals for that matter. And 
there, there's, we're just finding now the, that the problems in the mouth are multifactorial in the sense that they can be causing many, many other systemic problems in the body as well. I shouldn't say cause, but they can lead to. And as a result, basically, the mouth is the gateway to health uh, for that patient. So that's why we're taking a huge interest in it. As far as my experience with the lead science, uh, basically, when I first uh, saw them and saw the product, I was very, very skeptical. And actually, uh, I was going to prove them that they're wrong. And uh, after the study I, I designed and that it did and saw the statistics of everything, I had to phone uh, Olivier up and actually apologize and say that this product is not just good, it's actually fantastic. And it's great for periodontal disease and has done tremendous, uh, offered tremendous benefits to my patients. But uh, again, veterinary dentistry is not just periodontal disease, it's all aspects of dentistry, just as in humans. I mean, the only thing that we don't do in veterinary dentistry is put in false teeth. When I say false teeth, I'm talking not about implants, but rather false teeth if, if you had all the teeth taken out. So as a result, uh, we do things like crowns, bridges, uh, implants, periodontal surgeries, oral surgeries, root canals, uh, as well as obviously extractions and teeth cleanings. So we go through the whole gamut of uh, oral surgery, fracture repairs, all those types of things as well. You know, one of the things that, um, you know, Eric and I being involved in the police dog industry and being involved in the sports side also, one, um, there's two, like, kind of diagnoses that will end a dog uh, working pretty quick. One of those um, is being dysplastic or having some kind of, like, spinal issue or spinal problem like degenerative. Um, the other one uh, is teeth. Um, I've seen many, many, many sport dogs, uh, careers, dogs that were probably world level, like dogs, um, careers be shortened and, or completely stopped, uh, or at least, um, slowed down because they pop a tooth or they have some sort of dental problem because, um, I mean, you know, in biting sports, I mean, that's what we use. We use teeth and then, you know, a dual purpose police canine other than finding stuff. His job is to find people and bite them. Should they, that should right. that arise. So, um, it's a huge problem. One of my departments locally, um, one of the things that they do, uh, when they bring a dog in a green dog is they'll take him in for x-ray. I mean, they do all kinds of crazy stuff on rather than just like looking at the teeth. So, you know, for, everybody listening that's on the police side. And for that matter, if you're buying a sport dog, um, that's not young, that's not a puppy on the, um, sport dog side, you know, what are you guys, or what should people be looking for in terms of good oral and even for their working dog, what people, what should people looking for, for good oral health for working dogs and for prospective working dogs? It's a very good question. And one that, uh, unfortunately has been overlooked for many, many years. Basically, when you're looking at a, a, a purchasing a, a new dog, first of all, you have to, one, first to think of the, the dog's function. Is it going to be a sniffing dog or is it going to be a bite dog or, or, or dual purpose or, or what are its job requirements? Because each job requirement has different parameters as well. <clears throat> and one has to take into, different, into consideration different aspects of oral disease 
for those those types of functions. Really, uh, overall, the first thing that I would look at is I would make sure that all the teeth are there. So in other words, count the teeth. Uh, your veterinarian should be able to easily do that. And because if the tooth is not there, it could either be fractured and have a root embedded underneath the gums that may be abscessing, or it could be an uninterrupted tooth that is going to become cystic later on, and you mean that a major surgery is going to be needed. It could cause uh, basically sensitivity in the mouth where the dog will bite and then let go. Usually the drive is there, but their sensitivity is sore, so they let go so they're, they don't hold on to the, the prey. And as a result, it can really affect their whole uh, purpose. So that's one, is, one thing is missing teeth. The next is fractured teeth. Uh, very, very common. I've, I've done a lot of evaluations for many, many service dogs uh, throughout North America, in fact, the, the world for that matter. And uh, the number of cases that I see that have fractured teeth are tremendous. And uh, the dog may be a very good dog, but the problem is once that tooth becomes fractured and it can have pulpal exposure, that tooth is going to abscess. It's not a matter of if it's going to abscess. It's a matter of when it's going to abscess. And then it's going to be in a lot of pain. And basically, it's like having an officer give it a gun without bullets because that dog will bite, but it won't uh, hold on because it's sore. And as a result, will let go and actually could create some dangerous situations. So a fractured tooth is something that is really something very serious. And your veterinarian should be able to identify if there's any fractured teeth or wear worn teeth as well. Worn teeth is another big issue, especially a lot of times from dogs coming from Europe. Uh, a lot of them are, are kept in the uh, metal kennels, and as a result, these are high-strung animals, uh, very high energy, and as a result, if they're just put in a kennel without uh, looking at behavioral aspects and socialization and that type of thing, what can happen is the, the dog's mouth is its fingers. When we are nervous, we get fidgety with our hands. Well, with dogs, they get fidgety with their mouth. They start biting and chewing things, wearing teeth off, especially on metal cages. They wear the back of the canines off, which are very, very then very susceptible about fracturing and having pulpal exposure, which is going to end up costing a lot of money. And a lot of times, if they're not exposed, we end up having to put crowns on these animals. And these crowns are not cheap, unfortunately, but they do last a lifetime, which is a good news. However, they, it's something that you don't want to have to put them under if you don't have to. So wear on teeth is another thing, and that will be also an indication that there may be some behavioral issues uh, there as well. So uh, you can see that uh, they're multi-related there. Next is a, a malocclusion. If they have a, a malocclusion, there's going to be wear on the teeth uneven, and they won't be able to grasp and hold on firmly. However, most, most dogs, uh, the owners recognize a malocclusion quite easily, and usually our, these animals are, are eliminated from the gene pool by neutering or whatever and give it away as pets. Um, looking at the gums making sure there's no inflammation, no re real res redness or bleeding from the mouth or loose teeth. All these things are indicating 
could be indicating either periodontal disease or sometimes if it's an older animal, can be a, a cancer or something like that. The, the last thing that I would actually ask that people really look at the mouth for is any discolored teeth. A discolored tooth is, is like a, what's happened is this dog has hit its mouth on something hard and has caused a bruise. Now, the problem with a bruise in the tooth is that a bruise like with on our, our muscle and that will swell and as a result will come black and blue. That's basically bruising. With a, a tooth, it swells and there's blood hemorrhage inside the tooth, but it's it is a confined space and cannot spread out. And as a result, it cuts off the blood circulation at the tip of the root and actually kills the tooth. And as a result, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when that tooth will abscess. So those teeth will need to be root canaled sooner or later, or sometimes even extracted. So those are the main ones that I would try to ask people to identify when they're looking at the oral cavity. There's, I could go on for hours talking <laughs> about different things, but uh, the thing is, those are probably the main ones for working dogs. So, so the bruised tooth, the bruised tooth, real quick, um, is it is it apparent, like easy to see? Um, do they have to really get down in there and take a look at it? All what they have to do is take a look at all the teeth, to look at the color of the teeth, and if there's one tooth that doesn't look it looks a little bit grayish or purplish or reddish, that means that there's a bruise on that tooth. And if that tooth is discolored. Basically, there's been a study by actually one of my residents, actually, that uh, showed that 96% of those are already dead. They're dead. Oh, teeth. damn. <clears throat> wow. Not, geez. So, it, as a result, it, it needs some work down the road. Right. So, um, there's a way to come back from that, though? Yes, basically, root canal therapy is, is basically the best uh, form of therapy, the cheapest and easiest. Um, assuming that you have, um, you have a green, like say we import a green dog from Europe, uh, he shows up, uh, we take him to the vet, all that stuff checks out. Uh, then okay. guys like Eric and I train these dogs, um, and we train them correctly. So they bite correctly and they're not pulling their teeth out of their head, uh, which is a huge topic that Eric and I, that it's mainly me that goes on and on about it, but let's kind of skip past that. Um, what is something that the canine handlers that are listening to this, um, can do in terms of like a checklist for, you know, when I should check what I should look for, um, in between their normal vet visits. And then on top of that, and I hate to say this, and you kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, most vets are not dentists. In fact, <laughs> there's very few of them that are. And a lot of times they don't have a whole lot of training um, when it comes to, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, you can probably hear the thunder. Um, they don't have a whole lot of training when it comes to like teeth overall. So, you know, kind of like the care and maintenance of your, partner, your patrol partner's teeth for his career in between your vet visits. And then if you have to give information to your vet, what do they need to tell them? Well, the first thing is your, your veterinarian should be able to recognize something wrong with the mouth. And unfortunately, with the, basically electronics, uh, the electronic age being what it is now, they can easily take an x-ray, they can easily take a, a picture and send it to a specialist like such as myself. 
uh, and we can make a comment to them uh, that will aid in basically re- making recommendations for that dog if any is needed. It may be something that could be completely normal, and hopefully that would be the case in most cases. However, with electronics the way it is, really, even if they don't recognize what the problem is, as long as they recognize that it's abnormal and take a picture and then send it away and asking for some advice, that's all that needs to be done. Simple as that. So I think that would create a a lot of ease for a lot of uh, people out there because a lot of their veterinarians are wonderful veterinarians, very talented individuals, but they can't be experts at all aspects of veterinary medicine and surgery. Right. I mean, it's just asking too much. So that, but at least that way, there's a way of dealing with this that that animal doesn't suffer down the road, and more importantly, doesn't uh, cause any problems with its work as well. As far as uh, basically the, the caregiver of the animal, uh, the officer or, 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 or caregiver, they should definitely take a good look at the oral cavity a minimum of once a week. I don't say every day. The reason I say don't, not every day because you won't recognize differences. If you look at the mouth every day, you, you won't recognize that there's a problem going on until much, much later. So if you wait for a week, basically you should be able to recognize if there's a, a change in the mouth. <coughs> when I say change in the mouth, I'm talking about basically a, a broken tooth, a tooth moving, uh, a growth growing in the mouth or something like that, that's where you do a good look through the mouth once a week. Now, there's things that people should be doing for basically home care of the mouth to keep the mouth healthy. And what I mean by that is recognizing if there is something broken, let's say it's a tooth, get it addressed. You know, deal with it. Uh, Don't let it fester uh, because it's not just going to cause a problem in the mouth. It's going to go systemically and cause other issues throughout the whole body. The World Health Organization basically has proven now that uh, periodontal disease can be a a major factor in a number of uh, age-related diseases, such as joint disease, you know, arthritis. Uh, Other things are heart disease, kidney disease. Alzheimer's, diabetes, obesity, the list goes on. Uh, Periodontal disease can have a major factor with those groups of diseases. Now, there isn't what we call a cause and effect, meaning if you've got gum disease, you're going to get those diseases. But gum disease, along with other factors, will actually significantly uh, spur the reactions of, of that happening. And that's why home care is so, so important. Now, the ideal that every veterinarian is going to say is brush the pet's teeth. But the reality is maybe 3% of people will be able to brush the pet's teeth. So, you know, that would be a, a wonderful idea, but the reality is very few people can do a good job. As a result, there's many other factors that can be utilized in order to keep the mouth clean. One is Using TDC, one TDC, the uh, from elite science, is a very, very potent natural anti-inflammatory, and it actually reduces and significantly reduces the basically the destructive uh, issues from inflammation from gum disease. Gum disease causes inflammation. 
Inflammation causes the bone and tissue loss of the supporting structures of the teeth. So by using this product, we decrease those significantly so we can have stronger, firmer teeth that will last a lot longer and not have any secondary consequences from that inflammation spreading throughout the whole body. <clears throat> the second is maybe using something like a, a dental diet from your veterinarian, but instead of using it as a diet, just use it as a treat. Just use it for the mechanical abrasion to naturally clean the teeth of the back of the mouth. Because that's where basically a lot of the calculus and plaque accumulate is on the back of the teeth. And as a result, this is something very easy to give. Uh, basically, most people love giving a treat to their pet. And this would be the healthiest and cheapest treat one would ever be able to give. And as a result, uh, I would recommend that they do give this as a regular uh, daily treat for that uh, dog. There are many other types of rinses and gels that are available, uh, but again, they're specific for individuals that have individual problems. Now, having an abrasive chew toy is helpful, but you gotta remember with chew toys, not all chew toys are good. If you can't bend it or break it with your hands, you shouldn't give it to the dog because it will break its teeth by chewing on it. Cool. It's not a matter of if, it will. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it all too often, unfortunately. And as a result, if you could bend it with your hands or break it with your hands, it would be fine to give. Something like, for example, you know, rawhides. They're great if they're flat, but the knotted ones are very hard and can actually sometimes break teeth if they're given fresh and the dog is overzealous with his chewing ability. Also, a lot of these dogs, are working dogs, are very, very high strung and they're real mouth chewers. And as a result, they're always chewing on balls. And, and you know, a lot of people give them tennis balls. Tennis balls are probably the worst thing that an owner could give them. The reason why is because tennis balls, when you throw it, it hits the ground. It picks up dirt. The dog grabs it. It starts biting on the tennis ball. That dirt in the fibers of the tennis ball act like a sandpaper on the teeth itself and wear down the teeth. And as a result, can significantly wear down the teeth to where actually the pulp can get exposed and you need a root canal treatment. So as a result, if you're going to use a ball, use a rubber ball like what I would use as a, one of these road hockey balls. They're a tough, can't swallow them, cause an impaction. Uh, basically, the crossballs are just a little bit too hard because if the animals jump up and catch it midair, they can break teeth. Where the, the hockey balls, they can't break teeth. And uh, <clears throat> the other thing is Kongs or something like that are wonderful. So there are many, many good uh, chew toys out there. And, and what you can do is these animals will chew these and they'll naturally uh, braid their teeth by chewing. And that, <clears throat> that, you know, those are probably the basic things that one could do for ho regular home care. But really the key is looking at the mouth at least once a week and doing a thorough oral look. Yeah, I'm looking for broken teeth and discolored stuff. Um, 
We are going to take a break real quick. Um, we come back. Uh, we'll talk about one TDC. And then I also want you to address um, the issue of um, implants versus removing one and then some emergency care stuff. Sure. We'll be back in just a second. Sounds good. All right, guys. Scottsdale, Arizona, 2020 hits. Uh, first of all, congratulations to Jeff Barrett, one of the owners of hits, uh, for his retirement. Jeff's oh, yeah. a good dude. Um, Ted and I are going to be instructing there this year. It's the best conference out there, period. It's yep. the biggest and the best. Um, it's in Scottsdale. Never been there. Can't wait. You know, it's in the desert, and the hotel has a wave pool. So, guys, we can go surf. All you dudes can be out there, you know, with your dad bods and all that stuff, um, hanging out. Ted, Here, when I and where? Can. What are we doing? <laughs> Scottsdale, Arizona, <laughs> uh, August 18th to the 21st, 2020. Uh, yeah, everybody can bring their night their their night shift tan out and surf in the middle of the desert. <laughs> it's uh, hits <laughs> K9 letter K number nine dot net. Get signed up. I think about six weeks before uh, tickets go up, or so. Be sure to uh, head on over. And if you were part of a Patreon member of ours, we gave away a free uh, pass this year too. So also pays to be a Patreon member because you could go for free. Well, at least the 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 uh, ticket price would be free. So yeah. Uh, one of our other sponsors that we're really stoked about and has been with us for a long time is Ray Allen. Ray Allen has been around forever. And it's not just for police dogs. It's for working dogs, pets, uh, bird dogs, gun dogs, and, of course, police dogs and sport dogs. But they have everything from leashes to handler equipment to uh, we actually do the muzzles for them, the uh, Ramtech muzzles here, uh, the working dog dry good ones there. So, yeah, those are uh, fantastic. If you use the discount code Working Dog Radio. Uh, you'll get 10% off, um, and it's rayallen.com. Head on over, hit them up, order something. I'm an e-collar guy, right? I train all my dogs on e-collars, and I use, for all my working dogs, man, it's Dogtra. That's all it is, Dogtra. Uh, the, I, I maintain over and over the 1900S is the best collar on the market for police dogs. 1900S by Dogtra. It can, you can get a Molly attachment for your vest for the uh, controller, and uh, I, I love the 1900S. Ted, talk about the ball popper that you love. Oh, yeah, the ball popper and the ball popper pro. It's a popper and a dropper. You can tie multiple of them together, I think eight at a time. And it'll launch a tennis ball about waist height. And then you can load up to three to drop them. And I hide them. I actually modify them and put magnets all over them and stick them under cars, under our bus and all kinds of stuff. We'll put them inside cars to launch tennis balls out when we're training dogs. Batteries are rechargeable on the Pro. And it's got a little bit uh, shorter response time on the remote. So you get a better response from the dog and the window is much shorter in terms of the reaction from the unit but yeah i love that thing uh we gave away some of those also during our patreon giveaway uh christmas last year so and the year before that so there's some people out there that have gotten that love them so i like i like them a lot for sure yeah we have a discount code if you check them out go to dogtra.com discount code wdr10 for 10 percent off a single item over 200 dollars. dogtra.com yeah, you know, one of the sponsors has been with us since the beginning is Highland Canine out in North Carolina. It's the Perguses, Jason and Aaron. Love those guys. Jason's actually been on the podcast before. He's an instructor at a lot of the conferences we go to. Fantastic trainer. Uh, they run a school there that accepts a VA, and they've got customers from all over the country and all over the world. Uh, they've developed programs for um, African nations, and uh, have had lots of dogs come through. Uh, they do green dogs. They do seminars. They do top-to-bottom police dogs with handler schools included. Uh, and because of that, they've got on-site 
living accommodations for handlers during handler school. So top to bottom, front to back, beginning to end, they got you covered. Head over to tacticalpolicek9training.com. That's letter K number nine. And check out everything they've got going on in the seminars coming up. We actually gave away a $500 gift certificate during uh, our Christmas giveaway in 2019. So yeah, be sure to head over tacticalpolicek9, letter K number nine, training.com. So one of the best things that we ever have gotten on this podcast is our relationship with VetCare and their product, QuickDerm. We make no secret about it. I tell everybody, um, they're like, yeah, my dog's got this going on, this, this injury, got cut here, do that. I'm like, get QuickDerm by VetCare. It's, it's like magic elixir. It really is. It's crazy how good it works and how fast. It is as advertised. It's one of my uh, favorite relationships that we have. QuickDerm by VetCare. Um, Ted, I know you used it on yourself, I think. Yeah, I got nuked by a dog last year and had to get some stitches, but it definitely helped clean it up. Uh, in fact, you have a buddy that's up close mm. to you that owns a uh, pet business that had a dog come in that he used it on to keep this dog. The, the problem from getting worse that the owner didn't realize had that had the dog had when he got dropped off, uh, which is kind of what this stuff's about. It prevents little things from becoming big problems. So, you know, dogs cut themselves, especially working dogs. You know, stuff gets stuck in their paw. Happy tails, another common one. Um, they get their muzzles all torn up and stuff from dealing with uh, crates and kennels. It's super easy to apply. Works really well. You only have to do it once a day. It's not like rocket science. So, yeah, head over to VetCare. Dot us and use the discount code 10WDR for a 10% off discount off your first order. Speaking of easy, that's why I like VetCare, but also easy is Horizon Structures. We get information uh, passed to us all the time and questions passed to us all the time about, oh, what's the best kennel to use? Do you use this? Do you use you know, these pre-made panels, whatever else? If you're going to invest the money to create a commercial, whether it's the police side or whatever, invest the money in horizon structures. It's literally like plug and play. So you have the pad set up, you tie it into sewer and water. They show up with a flatbed truck. They drop that sucker off and it's plugged in. You can put dogs in it an hour after they leave. It's fantastic. Eric, what do you think of those things? I I tell you this, I remember you built that, uh, that one kennel that you had. I guarantee you, if you knew the horizon structures was available, you'd have just done that. It's, I can't, um, I'm looking everywhere for a kennel and there's just never, anything's not, perfect. You know, it's just not working out for me. So I'm trying to find a a good spot where I can get Horizon Structures. I've been on their website, horizonstructures.com, went through everything, looked at their tutorials, looked at their videos. Um, Dude, it's, you drop it, put dogs in it. So how simple is that? It's amazing. They have financing available, everything, horizonstructures.com. Yeah. And it's custom. You can literally do whatever you want. Like from insane, from mild to wild, insane to normal. I mean, anything you want, but yeah, horizonstructures.com. Hit them up. All right, everybody, we are back. Thanks for uh, listening to the commercials back there. If you skipped them, and I know some of you suckers did, I'm telling you, you're missing out on some great deals. Go back and look. We have some amazing sponsors, great uh, discount codes in there. You need to go check them out. So we are um, talking all things canine dental. Um, I got a question for you guys. So you said you met at a canine dental conference um yes what's after hours like at a canine dental conference <laughs> is there is this a load of fun is it one of those what happens at the canine dental conference stays at the canine dental conference or is it to bed by well, nine o'clock i mean you know at, at like every other congress you know there's always a lot of uh socialization and uh 
uh, camaraderie uh, associated with the educational learning as well. So it, it's actually a lot of fun, and you get to see people you haven't seen for a long time, and as a result, just catch up. It gives a great ability to catch up and network and be able to help each other down the road. So there's a lot of socialization as well uh, that goes along. But if you, if yeah, you know, you said, James, though, it's it's a good cigar and a good bottle of wine. That's that's why we'll be uh, doing when we're down there. That's for me. <laughs> that's right. Because at the beginning or before we – at the beginning, you said we met uh, at Hits and we had a good time and everything. I have a feeling Ted and I had a different good time, though. Uh, um, uh, there was some time traveling. There were some forgetful uh, things. Man. There was may have been some late-night swimming. Uh, we lost a dude for about 12 hours through Tinder. Uh, it was it was definitely yeah. strange. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, before we left uh, a minute ago, we were talking about toys and tennis balls, uh, and I've heard that before that tennis balls are terrible because you know they're they're it's abrasive. They pick stuff up and they sit there and fucking chew on them, and then when they do chew on them and chew them up. Then they swallow them, which causes a, which causes all kinds of problems with dogs getting stopped up, and then you got to have surgery and have them cut out. It's a pain in the mm-hmm. ass. So one of the other things that's super popular that everybody likes giving is um, antlers, deer antlers, shed, whatever you want to call it. Uh, talk a little bit about that real quick before we get into um, before we get into one TDC and uh, some of the replacement stuff. Yeah, I mean it's a good question because. It's a very, very common uh, treat that people are, are giving to their pets, uh, and they think they're doing a great job, but it's you can't, it's so hard to break that the animals uh, basically break their teeth on it. And the reason why the animals go at it with such gusto is that a horn is all protein and a, and a salt, and as a result, uh, dogs love that. And they think that there's something like nice little jelly in the middle. They just crunch down and break their teeth. In fact, to be very frank about it, I have yet to see a dog chew on antlers and not have a broken tooth. Not Shit. not even one. Wow. Wow. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Man, I, <laughs> I didn't know it was like that high. But, uh, you know, our, I know they're hard. I mean, it's a fucking bone. I mean, like, it's a deer antler. So, I mean, I, it's a bone. So, um, you know, with that, um, let's kind of get into um, some of the additional preventative stuff. So, Olivier, talk a little bit about um, what uh, this TDC stuff is. Yeah, sure. Yeah, thanks for asking. So, one TDC in a nutshell, it's it's a very unique form of fatty acids. I'll, I won't bore you with all the science behind it, but the nutshell part of what's so different about this supplement is one TDC has an affinity for T helper cells, white blood cells. So it works, it, it's basically it promotes healthy inflammatory responses starting in the mouth, but truth be told, it goes throughout the whole body. So it's actually very effective orthopedically for, for the working dogs, for dogs, for the muscles, the tendons, the joints, the ligaments as well. But in the mouth, periodontally, so the oral health, it's very powerful at suppressing the negative part of inflammation. So, and it's tasty. That's the thing that's really great and easy to give. The dogs love it. They spray on the gums. They eat it right away. They eat the soft gel. And it's very transmucosal, so it goes right through the gums. Truth be told, very little is needed on the gums to be effective. So we use it quite a bit with, uh, you know, with working dogs and, and other animals, for that matter. So it's very effective in keeping that healthy, healthy gums. 
Sorry about the background noise. I'm in New York City, so it's not the thunder you're going to hear, but it's the sirens. But the audience is used to that. Gunshot. Um, <laughs> there we go. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's very cost-effective. Our goal was to make it very accessible because you, in one product, you basically are taking care of orthopedically and gum health at the same time. And, and it's easy to use. So it's kind of a no-brainer to make that part of the routine to, to, to help are, the dog. You know, like I mentioned, those are two diagnoses that can significantly shorten or end a working dog's career is orthodontic or uh, some sort of like joint related um, stuff. So like, so hell mouth and bones <laughs> are two things that yeah, can, it, it, can, they're two of the diagnoses that are almost a nail in the coffin for um, working dogs for sure. And it definitely slows them down. For your, for your audience, what they, they're probably going to ask themselves, you know, is this a fish oil or is this glucosamine? The truth is, it, it's none of that. It's a very different molecule. The source of it is actually from beef fat, uh, believe it or not. We harv- it's all U.S.-based. It's, uh, it's a very unique fatty acid from the, the tallow of the beef, and we take multiple oils, and we heat it, and we create this incredible molecule um, that, that really helps with the, all of promoting healthy inflammatory responses. So, I think uh, what, what you're saying, Olivia, is, is, is crucial that uh, you – you remember that it's for inflammation anywhere in the body. It's not just inflammation of the mouth. Yes, my research was that. However, uh, it's inflammation anywhere in the body that it can be beneficial for. So it's not something that uh, is just for the mouth, but it, it can be as basically as a general tonic for the animal. And it has the other good thing is it has no side reactions. And as a result, it doesn't cause any any issues with even I've yet to ever see a toxicity even with this or any type of uh, side reaction with the product. And oh, other than basically an animal want to eat more and more of it all the time. Yeah, an empty bottle is very quick. It happens if you turn around, they, they will tend to eat the whole thing. It's a great loading dose, but uh, it's kind of a costly lunch. Yeah, so a lot of guys um, will try to, uh, you know, uh, all the stuff that we're talking about with the teeth and everything, use the, um, like, fish oils and all that other stuff. Um, Do you see negative side effects from additives like that compared to to, uh, your stuff? Well, Well, I can start with that. Yeah, go ahead, James. I was just going to say, fish oils in excess, can cause uh, blood dysgracias. So it can cause anemia, for example. So as a result, one has to be careful on how much oil or fish oil is given as a supplement uh, because it can cause some some problems, like uh, bleeding tendencies because it reduces platelet count. So as a result, it does have a side effect if given in excess. And, you know, let's face it. If a little is good, a lot must be better, right? And that's not the case. Yes. So if people follow directions, it's very safe. However, if they over-supplement, then we could have some problems. So yeah, generally, just, to yeah, kind of give you a, a lot conjunction, yeah. in, in, in conjunction with the 1TDC, I mean, I think fish oil has its benefits. It's got other properties for the skins and so forth. But we generally say if you're going to use 1TDC, you can dramatically reduce your fish oil at least by half. Well, and I I read uh, okay. somewhere yeah, that that's good. like um, the TDC stuff. Well, fish oil it has something to do with the white blood cell, or it, I I'm I'm a dog trainer, 
<laughs> so, yeah, but uh, I know, so talk a little bit about the difference between, cause I know a lot of people will give fish oil for kind of joint health and for oral health. So it's effectively right. what the same venue we're talking about here. So kind of address the difference before we uh, move into um, the, <laughs> the big question of capping versus implants versus whatever. Sure. I, I mean, in a nutshell, if you look at fish oil, it, what one TDC offers is the fact, like you just said, it has an affinity for T helper cells, the white blood cells. And that's the body's natural response when it's fighting inflammation. So that's why we promote healthy inflammatory responses. Fish oil doesn't do that. That's why you need a lot of it to be therapeutic, which is not the case with the, with the one TDC. So you're giving less while it being a whole lot more potent and really helping out. And it's transmic also too, so it absorbs really well. Truth be told, even in wounds and different things on the skin for healing, a lot of people actually use it topically as well. We see that a lot with the pads. When they tear the pads, dogs, uh, they clean it up real nice, and then topically they put on one TDC. We've heard that a lot in, in folks like dog agility and things like that, or fly ball dogs or working dogs. So th- there's a lot of variations on how you can use this, um, which is completely different than, than fish oil or glucosamine, hyaluronic acid, all those products. You can use those other products. We usually tend to recommend and check with your veterinarian, of course, to re- reduce it by half. So real quick, before uh, we get into the uh, capping stuff, um, I had a question if, because we, we did an episode just recently on um, uh, nutrition, canine nutrition. And um, we're back earlier talking about uh, brushing teeth and different things like that. Has any, have you guys done any research or found any research of in, ingredient or ingredients in dog food that cause the plaque and cause some of the worst problems in the teeth? Or is it... Is that has not been zeroed down yet? That's a great question. Well, the, the cause of plaque is, is multifactorial. Uh, the first thing is, what, what is plaque? Plaque is basically, it, it starts off right after your first your teeth clean. Within 20 minutes after your teeth clean, you're already starting to develop plaque. And what it is, is just cellular debris that's just electronically bonded to the tooth surface. And within 24 hours, bacteria start binding to it. And basically, if nothing is, if that is not worn away, or by chewing, or abrasive actions, or chemically given something to take away that bond and cause dissolution of the plaque, that plaque will accumulate in size, and the bacterial flora changes from something that's not really that bad to something that can be really nasty and cause a lot of inflammatory reactions. And that inflammatory reaction is then uh, basically what causes the destruction of the supportive tissues of the teeth and also gets absorbed into the bloodstream and circulated throughout the whole body and basically causes damage to other organs and structures in the whole body. So that, that's why the mouth is, uh, you know, a, a basically the gateway to health. Now, the, the big thing is a lot of people say, oh, the mouth is so small. Well, we did a study that showed uh, basically the surface area of, uh, if we had, perid- had a middle-of-the-road periodontal disease situation, which would be a grade 2 to grade 3 out of 4, Basically, the surface area is equivalent for a German Shepherd, for example, of having both your hands together. That would be like having a very, a very red, abrasive, ulcerated, 
skin area the size of both your hands on the body. If you saw that, you would get that addressed right away with your veterinarian. Unfortunately, in the animal's mouth, a lot of times it's out of sight, out of mind, and as a result, it's ignored and gets worse. And as a result, uh, it's basically a, a silent disease because we don't observe it and get it addressed soon enough. And when we do see it, it's usually already at advanced stage. And as a result, we have some destructive factors that have already occurred. So the, basically, that's what plaque is. And plaque can be addressed by many, many sources, be it abrasion, by chemical, by controlling inflammation, by controlling bacteria, those types of things all will affect basically uh, plaque buildup. But there's not one ingredient in like commercially available dog food that's kind of like the main culprit or is it a combination of stuff? You know, dry dog food is probably better than wet food because it's more abrasive and as a result will abrade the plaque off the teeth uh, far more readily than wet food because wet food is more uh, adhesive and sticky and as a result won't uh, wear off the, the plaque on the dentition. Uh, but again, as I mentioned at the very beginning of the podcast here, that uh, basically uh, there are dental diets available that you use as a treat instead of changing the diet and that are very effective for removing that plaque. And it works like a, a squeegee effect where it just abrades, the, it brushes the, the, the plaque off the teeth uh, by the animal chewing on it. So any dry dog food will be helpful. Uh, but the dental diet ones are, are more effective. Um, excellent. So um, we'll talk about where you can get TDC here in a little bit. Um, and if you listen to the commercials, you can get a discount code too. Um, so um, it's kind of a more than just uh, teeth. It's also good for <coughs> hips and everything else, which is, like I said, is one of the other kind of like death nails for uh, a working dog, um, one of the early retirement problems. So um, with that, the inevitable does happen. Teeth break. Um, so if you have a young dog, say he's three or four years old, has a long career left. Um, when do, what are the factors involved, um, in deciding to cap crown to deciding to, um, do an implant? Like what are the options for canine handlers? Cause I mean, if canine is, I mean, canine is a tiny, tiny portion of law enforcement, and a lot of times most administrators um, know nothing about a dog. And then on top of that, they know nothing about the, like the, the veterinary side of it also. I mean, they don't need to. They're, mm -hmm. cop, they're police officers. They're administrators. That's not their job. So a lot sure. of times they, they take advice from a, um, a, a veterinary professional, which may be well-intended advice, but may not be the best. So like talk about kind of like worst case versus best case. And, um, going all the way up to the titanium side, which we all know is put there so that we can rip throats out and bite through Kevlar. <laughs> That's the myth. One of my dogs just got a canine tooth. One of our local dogs, just got uh, Chad's dog, Sugar Bear, just had a, had a canine tooth replacement. And then um, uh, the guy that did it, it's kind of local, and he, they, you know, we didn't bite for however long, and the dog was set. And then like three days after he was cleared to go back to work, he bit somebody. 
And I asked Chad, I was like, so did it affect his bite? And he was like, nope, <laughs> not at all. So uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. But yeah, so let's start at like the worst case, the best case, what the factors are that we decide uh, when to do an implant, when to do a crown, when to do what the difference is and uh, give some of the handlers listening that have to go through this some, uh, some guidance. And uh, Eric, you can kind of weigh in too. Okay, well, I'm going to try to keep it very, very basic and simple because uh, basically otherwise we could be talking for many hours on this. <laughs> um, as, far as, as far as the first thing is, if there's wear on the teeth, there may be sensitivity to the teeth. And in those cases, something like something as simple as putting a dental sealant on, uh, like how kids get sealants put on their teeth for cavity prevention, is basically something that's all that's needed. So if you catch it early enough, you can easily do that because that will basically basically desensitize the tooth and as a result make it still functional and not cause any pain. Uh, now, if there is pulpal exposure uh, where the tooth has the pulp exposed, you may see a drop of bladder, you may see a little red tissue there, uh, that's called the pulp, uh, <clears throat> or it could be bleeding. If that's happened, basically that tooth is going to have either one or two options for treatment. If you catch the fracture early, basically there are uh, there is another option that's very simple that can be done. So basically if you catch the fracture within a couple of hours of it happening, that's a true emergency for dentistry. And because if you bring it in, what we would want to do is do what we call a partial pulpectomy. What that means is we take a little bit of the pulp out, but put a band-aid over top of it and then a filling. So that tooth is still alive, still has feeling inside and sensitivity. <clears throat> and as a result, the amount of pressure that's put on the tooth, the animal can sense that. If we end up having to do, let's say you leave it for 12 hours, then we need to do a root canal therapy, which means take the whole pulp out and then put a filling inside. As a result, since there's no nerve inside the tooth, the dog does not know that it's how much pressure to put on that tooth. So they have a tendency to basically overuse that tooth with their biting. And as a result, after a root canal, it's much more common to have further breaks unless you put a crown on. That's why when we say do a root canal, we should also put a crown on is because of that purpose itself. Because the crown is just like a crown on your tooth. It just adds strength and protection to that tooth. They Can they come off? The answer is yes. I probably put on about maybe 5,000 crowns in my career, and I've had three come off. So, yeah, they can come off, but it's very rare. So as a result, do they last? Yes, they do. They last very well. And you have to make sure you get the right proper metal. Basically, what we're looking for is basically strength. We're not looking for, let's say, looks per se. However, uh, basically, what we use is a, a white gold. And basically, uh, it's pretty intimidating when they're growling and they, people see the, the, the basically the, the crown. So, can I tell you a story? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I was down in New Orleans visiting a friend, and we put on four crowns on this police dog. And normally we say for the first night, just let them rest. But this, I guess they were short on dogs, and it had to go out for work that evening. So it did. 
and basically uh, it was just a block off of Bourbon Street to New Orleans. Basically, there was a bad guy with uh, a gun and uh, an alleyway that does a dead-end alley. Anyways, nobody wanted to go down there because the guy had a gun and they didn't want to get shot. So what did they do? They sent in the dog. Well, the dog basically small set to go in and whatnot, and they, it starts growling and, and really snarling and starts walking down. And there was a full moon, and basically the shine of the moon went on the dog's mouth, sparkled those crowns, and the bad guy threw down his gun and gave up. And ever since then, all the New Orleans police love uh, creating crowns on their teeth for their pets or for their dogs. But Excellent. To get so back to the thing. When they get those. Whenever, I'm sorry? You know, uh, my question was when they get those crowns um, and it's a working dog, wh- what do you recommend standard-wise as far as waiting to start doing bite work? What I like to do is wait three like days. Like with the equipment. Yep. Oh, th- three, three days. days and then they can they can start bite work. Oh wow! Yeah, I think we waited a month. <laughs> yeah, we waited like three weeks with Sugar Bear. In fact, I got hit in the face so many times with the muzzle because we were because <laughs> we were doing bite work with him. Because and then oh, three days. Chad, did you hear that? I didn't have to get hit in the face. Um, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, three days he, he because basically it takes about takes about two days for the. The, the cement on the crown to bond with the tooth as strong as it ever will be. So for the first two, three days, we ask the, the owners and handlers not to uh, let the dog chew anything hard, anything. No bones, no bite, bite work, no balls or anything like that. So it's pretty tough for the first two, three days. But after that, they can go back to normal. And uh, basically... Wow. Uh, Damn. Uh, it's uh, even if you have a root canal with that animal done at the same time, same, no problem. Wow. Okay. So um, now, what? Oh, go ahead. Now, ideally, I always try to put a crown, a root canal, and put a crown on a tooth. However, there are times that we end up having to extract a tooth, and that is when that say there's a root fracture. There's a fracture in the root. And basically, you, you had a vertical fracture that goes straight down the root. We cannot save those teeth. As a result, we do extract those teeth. And as a result, uh, basically, a lot of times, they basically is the end of that dog's career, unless you want to place an implant. An implant, uh, you know, costs about the same as, as in humans, uh, but a little bit cheaper. But uh, it's about the same price, but not. you don't have to visit uh, the veterinary dentist as many times as you do your dentist. It takes anywhere from two to three visits to get the implant all total. And what you have, but the, the biggest thing, uh, the biggest downfall with implants with working dogs is the downtime. From the time you extract and place the implant, you have to wait three months. Uh, before it, what we call osteosintegrate, so before the bone around the implant binds and cements it in, in a sense. And then after after three months, we can put an artificial crown on top. We'd never make it as big as the regular tooth because laws of physics are going to say that we're going to fracture that jaw instead of, uh, and all that we need is a little nubbin, only about maybe half a centimeter to a centimeter, so half half an inch, 
uh, high at the very most in order to have some retention. All we need to do is have some retention for that crown to allow that crown to hold uh, basically its prey. And uh, that was shown by a paper done by a colleague of mine out of uh, uh, Holland. And uh, they did it on working dogs. And they found that basically all what they needed was basically about a centimeter of crown in order to get full retention uh, for bite work. So it doesn't have to be big. But the biggest thing with implants is that it does take at least three months of waiting to get osteosintegration. And that that's the hard part. So that's the frustrating part about implants. And what I say, you know, when I'm saying waiting, I mean they can't have bite work on that because basically the, the bite work can affect the osseous integration. So it's, it's a bit of a, a problem with the downtime. Um, yeah, that's that's frustrating, three months. Um, so I have, a, I have a quick little story, and then uh, um, maybe you can shed some light into it. So I... Um, sure. I was a canine handler in Ohio and uh, my fourth dog was named Loco and uh, he's a Malinois and I worked Loco for a while before I went and worked a uh, government contract for a little while and uh, Loco was uh, just like most miles 100, 100 miles an hour on all his entries whether it was from 5 feet or 500 feet and um, they, he went to work with another handler when I came back uh, to the department I was a full time trainer and I was standing there one day, we were doing, I think we were getting, doing certification preparation. So the, you know, the, the bites are a little bit longer in distance. And, um, I heard when he hit the, he hit the suit and I heard a, just a, a faint little yup as he hit this, as he hit it. And I'm like, yeah, that was weird. I heard that, uh, something's up. Um, we, you know, we, we do everything we can to not, uh, jam their neck. So. Uh, I think we were being pretty safe there. And then we started noticing problems with his bite work. And he was super solid, but all of a sudden he would go in 100 miles an hour, blast the decoy, and then uh, start getting real chin at times, even let go. Um, we inspected his teeth as best we could um, in, in our vet, and we didn't see anything, nothing as far as, uh, like you're saying, the rotted teeth or anything like that. So we eventually went to an expert in Akron, Ohio. And, um, they diagnosed him with TMJ. Uh, I had never, never once ever heard of a jaw problem like that, like TMJ. You always hear that with people in, in a dog. Do, do you deal with that at all? Yes, I uh, see quite a bit. Uh, a lot of times dogs will have abnormalities that they're born with, uh, with the temporal mandibular joint or TMJ joint. And it could be perpetuated with uh, chronic arthritis at a later date or cause easier fractures of the temporomandibular joint. It is rare, it's very rare for that to happen. Uh, we, we do see the abnormalities more and more often now that we're, now that we're actually looking for these lesions. However, uh, it's rare that we end up having to do anything uh, about it unless the jaw or the temporomandibular joint is broken. And it's rare that that does happen, fortunately, because really there's not that much that can be done with, with the repair. 
for example, we can't put a, a prosthetic temporomandibular joint in as you and I would, uh, mainly because it just won't last. It won't last even six months with a dog because of the forces they generate of that. And as a result, basically, it would just break down very too quickly and not, would not be a, a functional uh, situation. <clears throat> but uh, diagnosing it, there are a lot of things that can be done to decrease the arthritic aspects of it. Uh, you know, as we mentioned earlier, the one TDC, uh, we use it a lot for any type of arthritis for the any joint, and the temporomandibular joint is a, typically a very important joint. And as a result, uh, basically, uh, you know, we do use it for that. And a lot of times when dogs have malocclusions, they can have some temporomandibular joint uh, instability and develop some arthritis uh, in chronic situations. So that's why I said that when you're looking at your uh, purchasing uh, a dog, look at the, at the occlusion as well, because you don't want to have these types of things happen later on. Did that explain what? Yeah, it actually ended up being career ending for Loco. Um, he ended up having to be retired over it. Uh, I mean, it got it got bad, quite painful for him, where he actually struggled with eating, where he would the food would fall out of his mouth. It took a, it took a while, um, and I think really the only thing that ended up helping him over was um, retiring and not not slamming his mouth into stuff all the time after that. Wow. Well. You know, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, basically rest is, uh, you know, a tincture of time is uh, is worth its weight in gold sometimes. Uh, but, uh, you know, we always want instant results instead of uh, waiting a, a little bit. And a lot of times it's, it's hard to wait. It's well worth the wait to, you know, take some time to uh, let the body heal itself instead of us rushing in and doing artificial things where the body can actually cure it. It just takes a little bit longer. So um, let's, let's hop back over to the one TDC. Uh, when, when you did your research and you guys really got into this, do you, is this something you suggest as a, you may have covered it before, but I missed it uh, a daily supplement or is this as they get a little bit older or when some, some issues start coming up as they get older? Well, personally, what, what, I, I sorry. Go ahead, James. No, personally, you're the expert. Go for it. What, what I what I use it for is basically every single dog. To be very frank, uh, the reason I, I say that is is it's no side effects. It can only do good. It controls inflammation throughout the whole body, and as a result, as the dog gets older, there is going to be inflammation. As we get older, we get inflammation. To be very frank with you, I take the equivalent human product. And as a result, if I don't take it for three days, I know that I haven't taken it because my joints start hurting. So as a result, I mean, I, I would say any animal that's starting to get older, uh, I would put it on preventatively. And it's a great quote-unquote tonic uh, you can view it as a multivitamin in a sense. And the other thing is the animals love it. They look forward to it. I mean, the animals know when it's time to get this product because they really, really love the taste. 
uh, is probably the easiest. The animals look forward to it and look at it as a treat in essence. So as a general health conditioner, I give it daily to my dogs. I get, I get do it myself even. So uh, as a result, uh, I'm a firm believer of it. I've seen the effects. Uh, the biggest the biggest complaint I've, I've seen from people with this product is basically they come back after a few weeks and they said, you know, the dog's now jumping up on the bed and waking me up in the morning to get me out to, to take him for a walk, where before it couldn't jump up because it was having arthritic issues. So that's been probably the biggest number one complaint. Uh, you know, and I think that's a pretty good uh, complaint to have. So, I mean, to answer your question, when to start, uh, what James has usually recommended is once the adult teeth are in, in a dog, you can start right then and there. Um, it's in its weight, weight based. So when you start, you initially, especially with like a three, four, five year old dog, you do a loading dose. It's, they come into like a heart shaped soft gel, it's a twist off. Um, you'd give one per 25 pounds. And then once you've done the initial loading dose for 30 days, um, you'll do one a day thereafter per 50 pounds. Now, kind of our, our vision, why we're kind of excited to work with you guys in this podcast is to share about this could be helping so many working dogs. And if we can add one year of their career because they feel more comfortable, we feel like we've, we've been able to help out the community of, of working dogs. That's kind of our vision. We, we do believe that that you'll be able to keep that dog healthier, longer and, and really retire more comfortably as well because they give a lot. Where can people find it? Uh, well, in the, the world of working dogs, probably the website that everyone goes to is the Ray Allen uh, working site, and I know they're great sponsors for you guys. So I would say probably go there first, and I'm pretty sure if uh, in the commercials you guys talk about the coupon that they provide, so you can definitely apply that coupon code for the one TDC. Uh, if you want to learn more about it just go on our regular website it's uh, literally one tdc.com so it's the number one letter t d is in david c is in charlie.com and you can learn all about the product yeah it's on uh ray allen um i looked it up before we started <clears throat> and it's on there i think it's 40 bucks if i remember right uh for 60 yeah. for 60 day for 60 capsules or something and you can use the discount code um but uh, but we're also going to do a giveaway. Um, I'm, Alicia, right. I'm sure, will do something creative. Uh, so we're going to give some of this stuff away, too, uh, to some canine handlers um, via social media. So, um, yeah. And it'll probably be something involving uh, listening to the podcast. So you'll, whoever everybody's listening to this, make sure you take notes, because I'm sure Alicia's going to ask a question that revolves around <laughs> what we said. I don't even remember. So, like, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, so one TDC Tango Delta Charlie dot uh, com is where you can read about it, and we just scratched the surface because there's so much information on there. I was looking at it a little bit before we started recording. I was like, "Holy shit!" I it was like, "There's so much stuff on here," and I thought it was just for teeth, but it's like overall joint health. Um, so it's teeth and joint, which makes sense because teeth are just bones. But um, but yeah, this has been uh, super informative. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And we, like I said, everybody, we worked on this episode to get it going and get everybody on the same page for quite a while. Um, so um, also February next month is uh, Canine Dental Health Month. So, yeah, we'd love to uh, see everybody using this stuff and uh, let us know how it works out. Eric, what do you got? Um, 
I'm at VanSK9 on uh, Instagram and uh, VanSK9 Academy on uh, on Facebook. Um, VanSK9.com is the website. Uh, gonna be, you know, once I get this uh, the new new place open, you're gonna see all kinds of cool shit on the Instagram because I am an Instagram whore. <laughs> and I uh, take as many videos as I can and put it up there. Yes. But, um, yeah, I really enjoyed this. You know, to give credit where credit's due, Alicia brought this episode idea up, oh, I want to say September, I think. And yeah. um, it caught my attention. I was so excited. We were trying to, uh, we've been trying, you know, for a few months to get, get these guys on because uh, I haven't heard anybody on any podcast talking about the canine dental stuff. And like they said, there's, there's not that many. I mean, there's right. not that many guys that, in the country that, you know, comparatively that that into it. So I was really super happy to have you guys come on, um, take a look at their websites, take a look at the product, guys. There, this is. Um, I think you're going to learn a lot when pe- when people listen to this. They're going to get a lot out of it, especially about the the toys and what to use. And that I've never heard the, you know, you look at something that can bend or 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 snap, you know, to use that. So that's really good information. Yeah. And, uh, of course, the podcast has its, its working underscore dog underscore radio on Instagram. You can find me at Ted underscore Summers. And you can find uh, the kennel at Torchlight K9, letter K number 9, uh, on there. And then, of course, HRD Police K9, letter K number 9. Uh, we've got – we're pretty much booked for 2020. Uh, we just confirmed uh, Kentucky and looks like Salt Lake City um, in November. So uh, we're going to go west young man gonna go west so we'll be in salt lake city with uh, i think with the utah canine association um police canine association so that's gonna be good uh, i haven't been to salt lake city in probably 15 years so it'll be good but yeah um olivier and james man this has been um fantastic i'm glad we got you guys on here uh and Pleasure. yeah so um i Thank appreciate it again once again one tdc.com and then or go to ray allen and use the discount code and buy it guys uh we appreciate it uh, everyone else, uh, Eric and I, will be back shortly with uh, another episode. One of the groups has been with us since the beginning are the guys from Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, that also host the Bravo 3 Conference. Uh, that is Tripwire Operations Group. They have tons of stuff that goes boom, and they are a fantastic training facility for explosives and training of everything related to it for America's first responders, not just for police and military, but also for first responders. So head over to tripwireops.com to hit them up and see what classes they got going on. Um, And then be sure to come and see Eric and I at Bravo 3 this year in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania in October. So our very first sponsor on the podcast was Arno out at uh, ALM Suits and Canine Equipment. Uh, The other day on a Facebook group, uh, somebody asked on there, what's what's the best hidden sleeve on the market? Uh, Without a doubt, is ALM's hidden sleeve. There's probably 10, 15 people on that post in there, got in there, ALM, ALM, ALM. It is so easy. His stuff is so good. Arno's a good dude, man. If you get a hold of him, that's the guy answering the phone. That's the guy doing all the work. ALMK9Equipment.com. I have a suit from there. Best tugs on the market. Not even close. The best tugs on the market and the best hidden sleeve. Hit up Arno, ALMK9Equipment.com. Be sure to use the discount code WDRADIO. That's all capitals for 10% off your first order. 
You know, one of the things about this podcast that everybody mentions that they love is the intro and exit music. And it was kind of a uh, big deal when we started the podcast to have that. And I want to say thank you personally to Brother Deeg, um, who is the artist and has graciously allowed us to use this music. And everybody be sure to head over to Brother Deeg, D-E-G-E dot net. Uh, buy a T-shirt or go to Spotify or Apple iTunes or wherever and stream his music or go and buy some. Um, he's on tour all the time. He plays Tulsa frequently. Um, I love to see him when he's here. Uh, fantastically talented artist from Louisiana uh, and has graciously allowed us to use his music. So enjoy it. Download more of it. Uh, Brother Deeg, D-E-G-E dot net. Go hit him up, guys. Thanks. James, what's your dog's name? <laughs> I have two. Uh, one is called Della, the other is called Izzy. Okay. And Olivier, what's your dog's name? Sasha. <laughs> All right. So there's one of the answers to one of the giveaways. <laughs> we'll see who <laughs> listens and gets it. You got your reasons. I got my wants. Still got that feeling, but I'm too old to die young now. Working Dog Radio was graciously granted permission to use this music by Brother Deeg. Be sure to check him out at brotherdeeg.blogspot.com. That's spelled Brother D E G E blogspot.com be sure to buy him a beer at amazon itunes or cd baby or anywhere you stream your music working duck radio was edited and co-produced by alicia brandt